0: You have now entered Joe's Common Sense, where Joe uses common sense to make sense of today's political scene. Now, coming to you from Omaha, Nebraska, Middle America, here's your host, with a degree in political science, Joe Pilas. I go any further I'd like to wish my sister Mary Lynn a very happy birthday. I know I forgot to call her on her birthday like I do every year but at least I made mention of it on my podcast. So happy birthday Mary Lynn. Well I've missed you guys. Um, looks like things have continued along in the news. Same as usual. We're going to talk about a few different things today. We're going to talk about President Trump's new coronavirus executive orders and we're going to talk a little bit about Team Biden And we'll look a little bit more about what's going on in the news right now. So, this Saturday, finally after months, a couple months of the Republicans and Democrats going back and forth on coronavirus recovery stimulus packages, we haven't been able to agree on anything. Well, one, the Democrats just don't want to approve anything the Republicans do. And two, the Democrats want to add everything under the sun other than what's going to help you and me. I didn't know not allowing an ID to vote would be something that would be in a coronavirus relief package, or money for Santa Monica, California, or money to pay off Chicago, Illinois city debt. So these are the kind of things that the Democrats have been trying to snake into these recovery packages, and that's why we haven't had any luck getting anything passed. So Saturday, Trump signed four executive orders. One was to continue unemployment aid, so an additional $400 a week, versus... The 600 um, One, student loan repayments is, is are still not happening. Um, the other is staving off evictions. And the fourth is to get rid of the payroll tax. So I'm not sure if we're going to get a direct payment at all from the government or if it's just going to be in the basis of a payroll tax reduction. Which is fine because, I mean, that's still going to give me some extra money, but am I going to have to pay those taxes later on in the year? I think that's the question that we don't have answered on that, is what are we going to do with that? So I have yet to see anything about that as far as how that's going to play out come tax time. But of course, what's the first thing Pelosi and Schumer say about this is, oh, this isn't enough, and this is BS, and this is unconstitutional, and he doesn't understand the suffering of people. So let's look at what he passed. He passed extra unemployment no student loan repayment, payroll tax, and eviction. So it looks like he actually does care about people. Looks like the president might actually know that people are suffering, unlike the Democrats who feel that everyone's having a summer of love this year. And these basic executive orders that he've issued go straight to the heart of helping individuals out. So we're looking at the Democratic Party. we got a party of inaction, inactivity, Unable to get anything together because they're so splintered. Are upset because the president actually signed some stuff in that's going to help people. I mean, people, if you're a Democrat, please tell me why. If you're voting Democrat, please tell me why. Your party that hates America. Your party that doesn't want to help the working man. Your party that wants looting and rioting to continue but you're going to call the president all sorts of names because he passes this package, he signs these executive orders, because you can't get your stuff together. That's sad, people. You and I elect these people. We elect these people to go to work for us. These people serve us in Washington, and they're not doing anything right now. We're getting a whole lot of nothing. Why aren't they there? Why aren't they working around the clock? Why haven't they come to a solution yet? They haven't, so the president just goes around them all and does it. So now if the Democrats complain about this, what do they look like? They look like they don't support America. They look like they don't support the individual. They look like they don't support small businesses. You know, something needed to be done and nobody could do anything. Washington is in a state of inactivity. We're going to talk and talk and talk and talk, but we're not going to propose any real legislation. We're going to talk to we're blue in the face. We're going to call people names till we're blue in the face, but we're not going to offer up any solutions. Sounds like the typical playbook for the Democratic Party. And that's what's sad. You know, and as we look around the country, you know, we're continuing to see problems around the rest of the country. I mean, Portland, Oregon is on 70 days straight of riots. If any of my listeners live in Portland, let me know how it is. I cannot imagine living in that city where it's under siege every night. And you have a Democratic mayor of Portland. You have a Democratic governor of the state of Oregon. And neither one wants to do anything about it. It's like they're frozen to have a response. Because I don't want to look bad in front of people. I don't want people to think I'm a racist. I don't want people to think I'm not politically correct enough enough of the political correctness okay this is these are no longer peaceful protests they haven't been peaceful protests in a long time okay these are violent every night protests in portland trying to burn down government buildings trying to harm police officers i mean in chicago last night we saw widespread looting in chicago the murder capital of the country it seems you know chicago is just whatever happens happens i guess in chicago you know, they have no real support for their police department due to their Democratic mayor, the Democratic attorney general. And this stuff occurs. This stuff happened. There were 13 police officers injured last night. 120 people arrested for looting. Downtown Chicago. So if you live in one of these huge major cities that are a Democratic enclave, I would fear for my safety. I would fear for my right to do business as a small business owner. I would fear for my right as a citizen to be on the street, to walk by, to go to the courthouse, to not be abused. I mean, is anybody able to use the courthouse in Portland if it's constantly surrounded by a fence? And there's constantly protesters, and they're constantly trying to start it on fire. Does any business get done at that federal courthouse? It's time we had enough of this. Okay, these aren't peaceful protests, this isn't about anything anymore other than trying to destabilize, one, the country, two, destabilize the election, three, destabilize the economy. That's all these are. These are George Soros-funded little youth camps for kids with nothing better to do than to cause problems all summer long by protesting something that doesn't exist. You know, Racial systematic Racism in this country doesn't exist. So you have a bad egg here and there. That doesn't mean that it's rooted in racism. Look at all the black people in power. Look at all the black people who are famous. Look at all the black athletes. Look at all the black politicians. Look at all the black teachers. Look at all these people. So systematic racism doesn't exist. So why are we rioting every night? Because George Floyd wouldn't abide by the police department and he was put in a chokehold, which he shouldn't have been. I get that. I'm not defending that at all. But now this has opened up into harmless people being killed. More people have been shot during these protests than were killed by white police officers in the last two to three years. I mean, what is the focus on? Is it Black Lives Matter? Or is it something else? If Black Lives Matter, they should be out protesting abortion clinics. Because the black population has a 28% abortion rate. It's pretty high. So a lot of black lives are killed that way. But do they matter or not? Or do the only Black Lives Matter for Black Lives Matter people is when it has to do with a police officer. And now we have all these rich... White kids who go to college for their gender studies degree are now protesting in the streets. They're now trying to get organized and trying to burn things and trying to act like they're tough. If these people want a civil war, bring it on. All right, my side has more guns and more ammo and we know how to use them. We know how to work. We know how to interact with people. We know how to accept when things don't go our way. We don't cry and pout and riot and burn things and call people names and create things about people just because we don't like that person. I'm an adult. I can move on. It's amazing how people have not moved on from the last election and we're in an election cycle year right now. People are still stuck. So we see Joe Biden has tried to make one or two more appearances and every time... It's some type of gaffe. Every time it's a new blooper reel, every time he opens his mouth, it's worse than before. Joe Biden has some true cognitive problems. He has some true issues that are being untreated. I mean, you can't take this guy seriously when he talks. People asked about him releasing his cognitive test, and he went on. He asked the reporter if he should take a test to see if the reporter is doing cocaine. That was his response. So let's see. I remember when Trump first ran and when he got elected president. Oh, he's crazy. He's crazy. We need a cognitive test. How dare he not let these results? He's he's insane. He shouldn't be president. So what did they do? They took a cognitive test. He passed with flying colors. They released it. The media demanded it. So now we have Joe, Joe Biden. Every time he opens his mouth, it doesn't make sense. He looks like he's really, really struggling. He doesn't even know where he is sometimes or what he's running for or what's going on in the world. But the same media, you guessed it, crickets, crickets. I hear nothing from the media demanding this. In fact, on Brian Stelter, on CNN, he was in fact defending Joe Biden. How dare these Republican, these conservative radio and TV show hosts ask that he take a cognitive test. Um, sorry, CNN, that's what you do all the time. You're not news. And for you to defend the fact that somebody wants to truly see if this man has cognitive ability, it's just blatant bias. just the blatant bias in the media. It's sickening. I don't know how anyone can watch CNN, MSNBC, or Fox all at the same time. Or just that's your only source of news. I mean, I'm looking at four to five different news, looking at four to five different online newspapers just to discern the truth, people. I mean, if you were just to believe CNN, oh my gosh, what a bleak picture of the world you would have. You know? But no, I guess it wouldn't be that bleak of a picture, because wait, it would be the summer of love and the summer of peaceful protests and the summer of the greatest Democratic presidential candidate ever, Joe Biden. And so the fact that Joe Biden's having cognitive problems. Joe Biden is a racist. Joe Biden has a pending sexual assault still lingering that has never been asked about, never been talked about. Joe Biden has a voting record that shows that he's a racist. Joe Biden helped author the ninety four crime bill, which put more people, black people in prison than any other bill passed by the Senate or the Congress. So you got all this stuff going on, but he's the he's the man. Nobody's going to ask him anything. Nobody's going to question him. Nobody's going to be like, hey, Joe, really? He gets a pass. So there's been all this question about, well, will he debate? Will he debate? So who comes out? His wife. His wife comes out and says that he will. He promised to debate, so he'll be there. So Joe Biden can't even come out and talk to the media to tell the media he will actually be there. For the debates, he has his wife talk for him. Because, why? Is he going to misspeak? Is he going to, who knows what he's going to say? I can't wait. I cannot wait for these debates. And I don't see how he's actually going to do it because he will get eaten alive. Joe Biden will be eaten alive by Trump. He'll be eaten alive. He's going to, you know, he's going to get every softball question there is imaginable. And he will get eaten by President Trump. Plain and simple. You know, Orange Man bad, this bad, that bad. I mean, what they're going to throw is they're going to throw the COVID response. Okay, so we look at the COVID response. We have Dr. Fauci Fauci or whatever giving us advice one day that he doesn't pay attention to the next day. We have mixed messages coming out from this message. That's what they're going to use. We got the economy. Well, the economy should have been back to work. The economy is not back to work because Democrats won't allow it. So the economy does look kind of bad right now, even though unemployment is dropping, things are getting better, people are going back to work, and we will get back to where we once were. Going through this, it's something we've never experienced before. The whole coronavirus, the whole COVID, it's nothing we've ever experienced before. Are we underprepared? Maybe. Is our independent freedom in thinking causing these infections to continue? Yes. I mean, I very rarely see people wear face masks. We see people social distance, see people wash their hands. You know, people, it's up to us. We're the first line on this. You know, in Nebraska right now, we are spiking a little bit in cases. I have started to wear my mask a little more. But it's these simple things we can do to help make things better. It's not political. It doesn't need to be made political, but that's what this will be made into oh, we failed on coronavirus, all these people died. Okay, let's break down the people who died. Okay, how many people died because they were in a nursing home where someone with COVID was placed? 10%? 10 to 12% of all deaths is what we're looking at? Are people who were in a nursing home who somebody was put in there and then they gave it to everybody? So that's 10 to 12% of the cases. So that irrational fear just continues with the coronavirus. So I work for the school district here in Omaha. We reported to work on Friday. and At two o'clock Friday, we were told that school would now not be opening until August 18th and that everything would be 100% online. So, you know, enough is enough. We're going to have to figure this out. We're going to have to get through this. But, Ruining people's lives, ruining the economy, ruining parents who are trying to work, trying to adjust their kids to these kind of schedules is really not good for our country as a whole. You know, we got the economy. We need people to work. We can't have people trying to take off all these times to be with their kid, to be here, to be there. You know, the burden has just increased so much on all of this. And as a parent who doesn't have school-aged children. I can't even imagine what would be going on if I would have school-aged children. So there are things we need to look at. We're just continuing to have our rights trampled on. We're continuing to be told what to do, whether it's the right advice or not, and just this constant in-battle. And you know the thing I've seen more in an uptick now, of course, again, is the way we treat people. You know, people are going to restaurants, they're going out to buy stuff, and they don't understand that these stores have a 10-person minimum. They can't have more people in than that. And who made that decision? The government did. That's a rule. It's a rule their local government made, their city government made, the health department made. People need to understand during this time that it's not the employee's fault. They don't make the rules on how many people can be in the store. They don't make the rules that you have to wear a mask. They are just there to enforce it. So if there's 10 people in the store and you're number 11, you know what? You're just going to have to wait outside for a minute. And you're going to have to be okay with that. And that doesn't mean that you cuss berate the employee who told you that. People, we've lost simple values for each other. We've lost values on how we should interact with each other, how we should be polite to each other, how should we treat each other with respect. All these things have been lost because of our current political environment. Are things going to get better? I sure hope so. If we keep our nose to the grindstone, we keep pushing forward, things will get better. This economy will rebound. People will be back to work. Good things will happen. But if we stay mired in all this BS, nothing ever is going to happen. We're going to be at a standstill. And that's not where we want to be. Thanks for listening to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Check out his Facebook page at Joe's Common Sense Podcast to leave your comments. Please subscribe and rate this podcast and tell your friends. Catch us back here next Sunday for another fresh new episode.